Welcome back to Thoughts of a Young Man. I am your host, Abraham Joseph, with my co-host, Tyler Palmer. Welcome to the YouTube channel. Yo, what's good? What's poppin'? We received a little blessing from the school because we started. That was really it. We could have like overthought all of this, saying we needed to buy a camera and everything, but here we are. Once we start, we got the blessing, a camera. Amen. Today's topic, which is something I, I love to talk about, potential. I see it in everybody. I see a lot of people not utilize their potential. But today's topic is <laughs> today's topic is learning how to maximize your potential. What did, what's the topping point, the first talking point? We can really go anywhere with this. There's a lot, a lot of talking points. Um, but the worst, first one, not the worst, the first one I want to go with is sacrifices. Because I, my personal opinion is that it takes a lot of sacrifice to really maximize it, maximize your, your greatest potential. You're not going to get your potential. You're not going to maximize every ounce of it if you don't sacrifice what are some things you mean as in sacrifice? Um, I could mean anywhere from on the weekends, you know, you want to sit back and relax. You want to have you a little drink or go <laughs> go out and have a have a good time. Mm-hmm. Nah. You need to be sitting down, reading some books, doing some more homework, catching up on more projects that can further you. Um, another one I could be, I could say, is um, hanging out with friends. You know, like, oh, yeah, let's go kick back and have a good time with my friends, you know, because you're comfortable. It feels good, doesn't it? But in reality, like I said, catching up on homework, catching up on progress, on on projects, making progress in those things and endeavors that you need to make progress on. I could say that we're not only just friends, but people that were friends, because you got to know that sometimes your friend, like, say, like high school, right? I'm not quote-unquote, friends with the people that I was in high school, now in college. Mm-hmm. Because those were, at that time, the friends I needed. But as I moved forward, I needed to let go of those friends in order to grow. Mm-hmm. Because if not, then we're talking about the same things that we used to talk about in high school. And in order to maximize potential, I had to know when to let go of certain people in my life because the people that are around you, they could either lift you up or, or bring you down. Yes. And so I agree with the letting go of people. Mm-hmm. Knowing when to sacrifice, it's like the opportunity cost of things where what is the cost of me? Like right now, this podcast. Yeah. The cost of recording this podcast is maybe not hanging out with certain people mm-hmm. because they're home, they're free right now, but we're here doing this thing. Yeah. And... That's no not to drag anyone down who's home not doing something, but knowing the cost and benefit of certain things because – and no matter what, everything has a cost. Reading a book, like last night when you saw me reading in the study room, the cost of that was not sleeping at that time. Yeah. If I was sleeping, the cost of that is not reading mm-hmm. or not doing homework or not getting something else done. And so there's a, there's a lot to sacrifice. There's – Toxic friends, toxic family, toxic environments, toxic habits. Like, you have to sacrifice a lot of habits. Like, I, I've been coming to the realization 
a lot lately. I mentioned this in the last podcast. What, what got me here won't get me there. And knowing that, I have to sacrifice a lot of the things that brought me here that I may be comfortable now because I've done it so often. But knowing for the future that it's not going to like help me grow, I'm going to have to let go of that thing. Mm-hmm. Or it's kind of like, it's kinda like um, letting go, right? It's like a dog holding a bone in its mouth like this. It can't grab a new bone if it has the old bone in its mouth. Right. You got to let you got to be willing to let go of that thing. Willing to sacrifice the old bone for a new bone. Right. That makes sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay. What are some other things that you think people should be willing to sacrifice but they don't? Um time on your phone. I I I just oh, came yeah. to my mind. I was thinking of time, just in vague. You you you're very good at this, where you can go more in depth. But I was thinking time. They're not willing to sacrifice their time. Mm. They're not willing to sacrifice the time that they take to to actually, like, like, have leisure, leisure time to just chill out. They're not willing to sacrifice that. They're like, you know what? I leisure need. time will always come. Exactly. You'll find it. Sleep. You always find it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But to go on the time. I was listening. I was at this um, networking event for the entrepreneurs at the school, and mm-hmm. this lady came. She was the guest speaker, and she said, "We all share one thing, no matter what anyone says. It's time." And you spent eight hours sleeping, eight hours at either school or work. So then, ultimately, you have eight other hours. What do you do with those eight hours? What you do with those eight hours literally can set you up for the future or just keep you where you're at. And it's like, I kind of learned that with my degree since I am studying psychology mm. that even if I like just rely on the school to teach me my information, I'm only in school for maybe like four hours a day. So yeah. like what I do for the, the rest of my time, which is the bulk of my time outside of school, is really going to set me up for my future. Because going for an MBA, you have to know accounting, accounting, you have to know finances, you have to know economics. My, my, my degree is not teaching me that. Even if I were to go for finance, I'm still not learning economics. Mm-hmm. So w- what I do for the bulk of, like, even like this, the, the opportunity cost, mm-hmm. the cost of ignorance is a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. It costs a lot to be ignorant. It is. And it ignorant costs- about like a whole bunch of things. Like, think about being ignorant about a stock. Dude. Mm. In three days, whoop. To the moon. To You're the like, moon. Uh. Or being ignorant about, with the wrong information about a stock. Boop. Boom. But how you use your time, like, outside of school, outside of work, outside of sleeping, re- really, like, depend. Well, not really depends, but, like, it depends on you and your choices. Yes. But it also literally sets you up for your future. Like, mm-hmm. your future is determined by the decisions that you make in the present moment. Mm-hmm. And lots of times people are literally, they won't sacrifice Netflix. They won't sacrifice going on the phone. They won't sacrifice hanging out with friends. They won't sacrifice sitting down and somewhat doing the boring work. And sometimes, like, I'm not going to lie, reading is not boring to me anymore. Like, depending on the book that I'm reading... I said I was going to go to bed at 11 o'clock when I was reading those books. I stayed till 1 because I was just having so much fun. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. If, I, if I open up those books, you'll see so many like, highlighted, highlighted points. 
could like at one point like you could think I highlighted the whole page because mm-hmm. this is that that book is just so interesting now. Yeah, and you know some people might think it's boring, but you got to choose the thing that's interesting towards you. So like that's kind of like way off topic, but. Just saying, like reading, like don't pick up a science textbook as your first book. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. Heck no. Find something interesting to you first, and then build up the habit. Maybe like two years down the line, maybe four years down the line, maybe fifty years down the line, you pick up the habit of reading. That science textbook might be interesting to you. Yeah, because you started. You you have to fall in love with what's un, what's uncomfortable, with what with what is boring, mm-hmm. to achieve what you want to achieve that. <laughs> going back that fantasy that you build you know you have to really it takes everything that you're seeking and then everything that's tied to your potential and your greatest self is all the stuff you don't want to do it's all the stuff you're like i have to do that i have to do a 10 page assignment no i have to read a book no i forgot his last name but it's this guy named joseph he wrote joseph campbell he wrote the hero with a thousand faces basically like the hero's journey Mm-hmm. His quote was, the cave we fear to enter holds the treasure that we seek. Mm. And, like, sometimes Amen. the cave is just the grudge work. Right. The the simple thing, the easy thing. But it's like, it's, like I said yesterday, it's so easy to do. It's so easy not to do as well. Right. Like praying. So many people don't pray, but it's so easy. But it's so easy not to do. Yeah. Again, these are like way off topic, but <laughs> no, that's it, but that's the that's the good because it's a fact. Like it's so easy not to do it, so people just say, you know, I'm not gonna do it, mm. right? But but it's good that if you built that habit, right? I was actually reading the book. It's called The Happiness Advantage. Speaking of books, uh, as you were reading it, I was reading The Happiness Advantage. Oh yeah, yeah. And I actually did read. I know, right? Hey, I was reading a book and I got caught into it. He, I was like, when you're saying that, I was like, yo, like what, what, what? And it's about this dude. There's a there's like a bunch of principles, and I was reading the, the fifth principle, the mm-hmm. Zorro circle, and this the the his the dude, dude Zorro, the main character, was drawing had to draw a circle and master the circle because that's what his master told him to do, and then he could do other stuff. But he had to over and over again. So not only he's building that circle, main, he's making a habit of doing the circle, right? Maintaining doing the small thing over and over and over and over again mastering it then it became easy to him and he's like okay now i can do everything else and what what we have to get good well at doing and this is the key to your potential master the small circle mm. master the small circle it's easy to start the habit you know who's nobody's telling you to go write 10 pages read 50 pages You're right yeah you could really just start off with one page mm-hmm. master that one page one page turns into two two turns into three three turns into ten ten turns into twenty I had that point, too, where it's, like, sweat the small things. Mm-hmm. Like, you think about, like, Michael Jordan. Like, like his trainer literally would watch the game at 3 o'clock in the morning to see how many steps he took on each leg. So the next day, the training would be, like, targeted towards the leg that was not used as much so they could be at equilibrium. Wow. That's the small things. Those small things add up to the big things. And if you can't master, like like you said, um, the 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 small circle that he was mm-hmm. doing, kind of like Mr. Miyagi and, and the Karate yeah, Kid. Yeah. At the beginning, it seemed really pointless. Why am I doing this? This is stupid. But at the at the end of that karate match, he realized the lessons that Mr. Miyagi was teaching him, were like wax on, wax off, was the, the to block and to kick. Yeah. Like 
those small things that we, we kind of ignore, or we like, nah, it's not that important. Let me just go. It's, it's not important for me to do step one. Let me just go to step six. Like, when you're in step 10, you're going to need that lesson that step one brought you. Right. But if you skip it, because you're like, nah, I don't need to sweat that. That's, that's not important. You're going to miss out on it. Like, it's like, kind of like skipping life experiences mm-hmm. to get to the, the middle of it. Get the to meat like the meat. Yeah. Yes, no, bruh. And what I just, something that just came to me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God gives you the framework for your potential. He gives you the framework for your destiny. He's not going to do it for you, though. Yeah. He's not going to sit there. He's not going to, okay, you know what, fine. <laughs> no. He's going to give you the framework, and the framework is the base of it, right? Step one, step two, step three, small circle, small circle, small circle. That'll lead up to the big unveiling. The big picture, the big completeness that you want. Big pictures are made up of small details. Oh, hey, right. <laughs> exactly. The, the, the painter didn't just... Yeah. No, it was here, this one, this color, this color, this color. Yeah. And he turned it around. I was like, oh. There it is. Like, when you draw a hand, you've got to start off with the finger. Right. And then the next finger, then the next finger. You don't just literally just a hand, there it is. There's the small finger, then there's the ring finger, then there's the middle finger. You have to literally start off with all these small things. Like, literally, think about, look at your hand. Look at, like, even the audience, look at your hand. Look how many small wrinkles there are that make up your hand. Right. Like, those small details literally make up this big picture. And you, in order to maximize your potential, you have to match these small details. You can't skip those things. Later on, you're going to need them. At some point, you will. You don't know when you'll need them, too. So that's like, again, it's so easy to do because there's small details. Right. So it's so easy not to do. Exactly. And if you sweat those small things, like you do the the small circle, you do the wax on, wax off, it's boring. It's stupid. It's kind of pointless. But later on, you'll see, like, maybe the wax on, wax on wasn't even necessary. Mm-hmm. But it helped with the other things that were, like, step five. Right. Because you needed to know step one, step two. Going up the stairs, you don't just go step five. Right. You got to go step one and step two and step three. You can even skip steps, step two, step four, but you can't go straight to five. Right. You can't. Just like, like, this is also another thing that we can also branch into it. Like, don't cheat yourself. Mm -hmm. You want to cheat. You want to get to the next point. Why? You want to, oh, one is so bad. But you're, 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 you're cheating yourself. You want to cheat. You want to say, forget the framework. Forget all these small things I have to do. I'm tired of them. It, it, I don't like it. It's grudge. It's boring. It's tiring. It's annoying. I hate it. Okay. Then you're going to, when you, when you do get to that point, God, you know, if God allows you to get to that point, you're not going to be prepared. Because not only you're prepared, you're being prepared for it. You know, but nowadays it's so easy to cheat. It's so easy. You got the phone, Chat GPT, Google, Photo Math, Quillbot, Quotebot. Yeah. What is this? Like, what are we doing? Not only that, like, this is like the internal thing about the psychology, but taxi drivers in New York, they've been, they've had, went through FMRIs because, you know, taxi drivers, they have to know the streets, the lights, the buildings, all these things. They have a larger frontal cortex, which is the decision making and thought processes. And also larger hippocampus, which is the memory. Mm-hmm. Because they have to memorize the streets and know where to turn and where to do all these things. 
And once they stop driving, it actually shrinks back to like a normal size. And kind of like when we're, we go on chat GPT, we're not exercising our brain to think critically, to think about the answer, to try and like, kind of like when I was doing my, I had an exam today and mm-hmm. one of them was a written response. I had to like really sit there and like try and go through my, my mind on what he said in the lecture like two weeks ago. If I had chat GPT, I'd just look it up. Right. So like my, again, it's so easy to do and sometimes you don't see the results right away. So it's kind of like, eh, I don't need to really do it. Mm. But like internally, there's a lot of like strengthening going on. Like our brain is a muscle. And so like I'm working out my brain as I'm trying to sit back and remember what was once said. Mm-hmm. Remember how it connected to another thing that was also once said. Remember what it also connected to a textbook that was just once said. But when you cheat yourself, again, that's, that's kind of like everyone's working really hard to climb my Everest. And then you take a helicopter there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, you take a helicopter and just land you right there. It was like, whoop, I did it. Like, yeah. It's not the same. Exactly. There's a lot of training that is needed <laughs> to go on Mount Everest, and you just took a helicopter. Right. You're like, you know what? I have a helicopter. Let me fly there. But even here, if, they, if you put you on top of Mount Everest, right, and you just took the helicopter, do you have the strength to go back down? <laughs> right. Do you have the lung capacity to go back down? There's a lot of things that are necessary that you skipped because you cheated yourself. Right. But those people who did the work, that did the training, that had the patience, that didn't rush life experiences, mm-hmm. automatically have, even though the results, the results didn't manifest as quickly. Right. And didn't, didn't, it wasn't as quick and perfect as we all wanted to be, but they achieved it. And, and what's even better about that is since it's not as perfect, it, wasn't, it was so hard, it makes that victory... 10,000 times sweeter. And by 10,000, I mean 10,000 times, 10,000 times sweeter. Mm-hmm. You know the amount of victory that you will feel, the amount of accomplishment that you will feel when you crack your potential, when you do something that's so that takes so much time, effort, and energy instead of cheating yourself and mm-hmm. cheating yourself and it, it just easy, easy, getting to the easy route. You know, like, it, it's just like working out. Yeah. You feel like, oh, my gosh, these weights hurt. Oh, pushed. Oh, I'm sore. But then you get sore or whatever, and then you look and go. And look soreness and, goes away. Yeah. But then you look away. in the mirror, and then, like, you see a muscle pop up. Yeah, you see, like, oh, oh, my gosh. You're like, yeah. And it gives you more confidence. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this microwave society, man. <laughs> here, here, a quote that, like, I want people to write down. Even you, Tyler. Like, write this down. Write it down. The people that made it to the top of the mountain did not land there. The people that are on top of the mountain did not land there. Helicopters literally don't go that high. I'm sorry to break it to you. <laughs> you can't cheat your, yourself to the top. Amen to that. And the also, that made it this, to the top did not land it there. Mm-hmm. Did not land there. Did land there. To like say that, you can't expect mastery in a weekend or two weeks. You can't expect to be prepared uh, to climb Mount Everest in two weeks. That's hurting me. <laughs> I want you guys to know, we're not really talking about climbing Mount Everest. <laughs> uh, unless anybody on here is trying to climb Mount Everest. Yeah, by all means. But maximize your potential beforehand. <laughs> yes. Like, that's a lot of people nowadays. Like, like we talked about this with that episode with CK and Harriel, where 
when you know we were younger, we thought it was like, well, I mean, we just invest this and then hundred thousand in, in in a year, right? You don't just get like a a CEO position. You don't get a senior position right away. Like, again, that's rushing life experiences. Right. And like I said, one of the episodes, Jay Z made his first album at twenty six. Twenty six. Like you know, you remember like Eminem, um, Rap God. Mm -hmm. I'm not an Eminem fan, by the way, not at all. But you remember Rap God? Mm -hmm. That wasn't his first song, right? He had to have a lot of experience in order to get to that. Like, you know Eminem Stan, where he's, like, rapping about that fan, that stalker fan? You know the word Stan, right? Yeah, yeah. It came from Eminem. Like, him doing the rapping about a fan that stalks him and, like, kills his wife because he's such an, he's so in love with Eminem. Mm-hmm. You can't have that as your first song because if that's your first song, you don't have a fan. Right. You have to have life experience to be able to write about certain things, to be able to talk about certain things. And when I was younger, I used to think about that, too. It was like, but sometimes the people in charge, I'd look at them like, you guys are doing terrible. Like, why am I, why am I not in charge of, the, of this thing? But then when I talk about certain things, I'd kind of just be like kind of straight to the point. Mm-hmm. But then how am I going to tie it to the audience when I don't have the life experience to even tie it to? The life experience or the knowledge that the other person is going through. Right. Like, you don't you don't get that just by reading one book or one podcast or mm-hmm. just doing it one time. It's years of experience that that come with this this knowledge, this life experience that again, you just can't rush it. You can't you rush can't. that life experience. You don't gain mastery in a weekend or two weeks. Right. It's one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Step by step by step. Think about this podcast we have. This could be a testament to who's listening. Think about the podcast that you are listening to right now, that you are you willfully got on Spotify and turned on. We're telling you, you have to have life experience. It's pivotal. Mm-hmm. It took us. This, it took us. Took me to age twenty. That's twenty years of life experience. To you, twenty-one, soon to be twenty-two. Plenty of life experience. And I imagine when we're we're forty, right. That's 20-plus more years of, of life, life experience. experience. Literally, I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a mathematician, I'm not a math major, but 20 times 365 is a lot. Yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and <laughs> not only that, lot. like 24 hours times that because 24 hours each day. That's a lot of life experience that comes along. Right. Most entrepreneurs, like successful entrepreneurs, they make their most significant impact at the age of 40 to 49. Mm-hmm. In any business, because they have the life experience, they have the wisdom, they have the, you know, like we're young, we we think we know it all, and so like, think about how detrimental that is to a business when people people are trying to tell you no, that's not what you should do. I've I've done this before. I've owned, I've ran businesses. I've been a CFO, and you're like, you're some twenty year old kid, right? Twenty year old kid. You don't know what people want, really. You don't even know what you want, right? I'm still trying to figure that out myself. Like, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? I don't know anything. And that's another thing I wanted to to talk about. Since, you know, we are 21, but like, and you're 20. One way to maximize your potential is, first off, having like a goal, a clear clear goal and -hmm. a North Star to follow, but learning about that goal. Like Mm -hmm. if it's a position, learning what that position takes, the day-to-day, 
who was in that position before. Mm-hmm. Like there and like there's no excuse you shouldn't know it anymore. Like we have literally our phones, we have our laptops, we have our iPads, we have people, we have LinkedIn, we have Glassdoor, we have all of these resources. Like literally we have an abundance amount of information at our disposable disposal. And we should take that to our advantage. Right. Because if you just walk into it, you know, blind, it's kind of like climbing Mount Everest again. You have all the information in the world to know what climbing Mount Everest is like. But if you just like, you know what, I think I'm good how I am right now. You get up to like maybe the first tier, you're screwed. Yeah, you're done. You're going to rest in peace. <laughs> it's like you, you don't even know what, what, what like shoes to even wear because you're like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. There's um the, a, a thing in this book, the book I was reading yesterday, this lady went to run marathons and she's like, you know what, I'll just run 10 miles a day every day. And then she was burnt out and tired. I'm like, bruh. <laughs> Change not- doesn't have to be that big. <laughs> right. You can literally want to run a mile, one mile every day. Maintain yourself, build your stamina, and then go for it. Thing is, too, you got to start early. Yeah. You can't just expect to run that, that marathon one week out. Right. You have to start early. Early. Now's the time. Yes. We're in, as we're saying this to you, we're in that process. Now is the time. Like working on your skills and your knowledge. Yes. Because like with that marathon, the skill is to be able to run that far. Mm-hmm. Your knowledge is to know what to do in order to run that far. Right. And again, now's the time. Now is the time. If you're literally between the age of I mean, 16-year-olds don't know anything. They have, they have their life experience to be able to get to, to this point. But those 18-year-olds to, let's say, 27, it's a time to set yourself up for your, your 30s, your 40s, and the rest of your life. Right. By, again, focusing on what you know and what you could do. Mm-hmm. As well as your network because, you know, some pe- knowing where to buy your, your, your running shoes or who to get the best deal from you for is, is the, your network. Mm-hmm who is there to motivate you and push you to network again. So knowing what to do, how to do it, and who to support you is -hmm. the most important things outside of, like, you know, things that... It's just the three most important things that help you maximize your potential. All these other things are things to, like, to think through. Like, again, this... People look for blueprints on how to get to what they want. There is no blueprint. People look for blueprint? Yeah. Seriously. You don't see these YouTube videos, how to make what? <laughs> this, this, uh, X, Y amount of money. Oh, my what? Yeah. Those are, what works for me might not work for you. What works for you, Tyler, might not work for the audience. Right. So you, in, in order to, like, maximize your potential, you have to know what works for you. Mm-hmm. Like, Here's an example. Mm. I, two dogs, right? Two dogs. You have a nice little pit bull. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Nice little pit bull, right? <laughs> and then you have another one from the pound. One that was put through cage fighting when it was younger. Mm. So you have two pit bulls. A nice little baby pit bull and a cage fighting pit bull. Same dogs. So you basically give it the same food, but you can't play with it the same. 
you can't treat it the same. You can't be the same way around these things. Mm-hmm. When a, a like that baby pit bull, you can maybe walk around the block with it because it's it's calm. It doesn't really know much. But that pit bull from the pound that was experienced by like dog fighting, you can't bring that outside when it's when there's people out there running around. It's more aggressive. So you, some people some people like the baby pit bull. Some people are like the the cage pit bull that it knows how to hurt people. It knows. It knows the the bad things in life. Some tools won't work for that pit bull, that mm-hmm. that bad pit bull. That would work for the the soft pit bull, and some tools for the soft pit bull aren't working for the for that soft pit bull because it's actually meant for the hard pit bull. Yeah. So, it makes sense. Yeah. To each its own. Yeah. To each its own. To each every person, everybody. There's, a, there's an, uh, a way that works for you that doesn't work for somebody else. And also, it also ties into how God has perfectly created each and every one of us. We all have potential inside of us. We all have something inside of us that can be used to glorify the kingdom in our own ways, our own specific calling or, or abilities. You know, we have something that we can provide to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Not only for ourselves, but to somebody else in our own unique ways. So what floats your boat, what gets your job done, won't get everybody else's job done. Mm-hmm. It won't. But you got to figure out what gets your job done mm-hmm. so you can get your job done. In order to get your job done, you also need to know where you're going. Right. I heard, I don't know. I'm not going to butcher the quote, but a boat with no destination. The wind is useless to a boat with no destination. Mm-hmm. Because it's just being pushed anywhere. Anywhere. And, you know, you have to have that sail that the wind is is hitting. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a destination, the wind is literally coming from each side. So you don't know where to really put your sail. So you're getting pushed by the wind wherever you go. Yeah. It's sort of being reactive rather than being proactive. Mm-hmm. And to maximize your potential, you need to be proactive with your time, your your energy, and... Being proactive is, is literally accountability, knowing what you're going to do, not letting other people tell you what you're going to do. Right. Because if you're not proactive with your time, like you're not telling yourself what to do. Other people will soon be telling you what to do. Nine to five. Nine to five. Desk job. Desk job. Did you do the papers? Did you do this? Did you do that? Okay, now go here and do this and do that. And that person's being proactive. Right. By managing you. Mm-hmm. you want, do you want to be micromanaged? Or do you want to man- manage yourself or someone will manage you? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Facts. There yeah. you go. There we go. Do you want to be managed or do you want to manage? Tell yourself what to do or someone will end up telling you what to do. Right. I could tie this in also. Mm-hmm. I have problems right now, which I'm actually working through them. I'm getting one, one day at a time. Like, I can't even have managed myself. So then, obviously... If I can't manage myself, I'm going to be managed by somebody else at a nine-to-five job until I learn how to manage myself, Mm -hmm. until I learn how to maximize every single second that God has given me. Not only your seconds, your money. Right. My money. My energy. Yes. My spiritual energy, Mm -hmm. my peace, Mm -hmm. my relationships. Until I learn how to manage that, then God will give me more. But until then, I'm going to be working at Mm nine-to-five. Just a simple fact. Mm -hmm. Like you just said, until you learn how to handle it. You know how people say God only gives you what you can handle? Mm-hmm. God keeps giving you what you're continuously getting, 
because that's all you know how to handle. You haven't learned how to handle more. Right. You haven't learned how to handle your situation. Because mm-hmm. then if you did, more would have been added. Yeah, more would have been given unto you. Mm-hmm. You would have moved up. Right. You would be like, okay, now it's time for a step up. So one way to maximize your potential is learning how to handle your current situation, your current reality. Mm-hmm. Knowing what to handle, too. Like, sometimes people... Instead of being productive, people would be busy. And busy work is just work. Right. It's productive just work. work is getting things done. Like movement versus progress. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Busy is movement. Mm-hmm. Productive is progress. It's like running in one place versus running mm-hmm. towards a place, towards a direction. Like the, the, the marathon example. Yeah. You're just running still. Yeah, you're moving. You're, you're you know... You're putting out energy, mm-hmm. but you're not going anywhere. But you're not going anywhere, right? You're not a cheat. You're not getting any destination. You're still in the same spot that you were. Actually, you're not in the same spot because people are passing you. Right. You're now in a, a less of a place than you would have been if you went forward. Right. Would have taken the step in the direction. Sometimes movement is going backwards. Right. It could be. It's just movement. Mm-hmm. It's just a vague movement. It doesn't mean in any direction. You could be going. Moving forward, backwards, set left, right. But you want to have movement in a direction in a certain place. In order to have direction, too, you need to be able to track it. Mm. And again, direction, you have to first know where you're going. Mm. So that North Star, that goal. Yeah. But you have to be able to track it. Because sometimes you're so caught up in moving, 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 you don't realize that you're not going anywhere. Right. Because you're not tracking it. Mm-hmm. And so in order to, again, maximize your productivity, maximize your potential, you can't grow what you can't track. Mm-hmm. We, we can't know how well this podcast is doing if we don't have the analytics. Right. It's just, that's just unconscious, really. That's mm-hmm. just our assumptions. And our assumptions aren't always right. Right. Not always. It's kind of like driving, right? You, you don't really know how fast you're going if you don't like a speedometer. Right. You're just pushing, pushing on the gas, just coasting. Mm-hmm. You could be you could be going like what the speed of other and everybody else is, but they could be going thirty miles over the speed limit. But if you're not paying attention to your speedometer, mm-hmm. you don't know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're right. You have and to then also, track it. if you track it even better, you're knowing the progress you're making, mm-hmm. so you can see. Okay, if I know my destination, if I know my goal, I see how much I've come and mm-hmm. how much more I need to go. Mm-hmm. Like with the gas, speaking of speedometer, you have the gas right. If you don't check the gas, the gas meter, you don't see how much gas you have. You're just going. You don't see how much gas you have burned mm-hmm. getting to where you're going, mm-hmm. and you don't see how much gas you may need to get to your next spot. So that's why it's good to track. And each exit has a gas station. But right. if you're not checking it, you just missed a spot for you to get your gas. Right. A spot for you to rest. Right? And now you're going to be stranded. You're going to end up stranded. You're going to be no movement. See how life is just so... Everything connects to everything. I think Eric Badu had that song. Everything is everything. Everything is everything, yeah. Because it is. What's another talking point you got? Um, I actually wanted to talk about this one. Uh, let's see which one. Um... You have to lose your ego. Mm. Talk about that more. Let go of it. Let go of your ego. 
And I've learned this because I realized that I have been told plenty of times, you have potential, you have potential, but you have to do this and you're liking this and that. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm perfect. I'm the best. What are you talking about? I wake up every day and I do this. And then reality struck. (laughs) And then now I realize I'm not in the place where I want to be. I'm not who I think I am. I'm not this perfect being in my mind that I perceive myself to be every day. Mm -hmm. And I get, you know, people and thank the Lord for the people around me that check me, that say, you know what, this and this and that. You need to you need to lock in on this and this and that. And I'm like, there's two parts of me. There's my ego, and then there's the other side, like, you need that. Your ego is gonna get checked, but and the best way to say it is lose it. Mm-hmm. Let go of it. The the lesser the more you lessen the ego and the more you quiet your ego, the more you will obtain and achieve because the other eyes around you, the other people around you that are keeping you accountable and telling you to lock in on those things, they're only trying to help you. They're mm-hmm. only trying to get you to get closer to unlocking your potential, to maximizing your potential. Let go of it. Having like, I'm, I'm, no, no, like no matter what, you're always going to have an ego, but it's knowing, being aware of that ego. Mm-hmm. Because there's going to be times where like, say I, I'm wearing a white shirt, right? Yeah. And there's a red stain on the back. Someone tells me, hey, there's a red stain on your back. My ego could be like, no, what do you know? Yeah. But they see something that I truly un unable to see. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people are. Like, people literally sometimes validate who you are. And sometimes we only accept the, the good validation. Mm-hmm. But some... And not like validate, like, you know, like, oh, you're so great this. But it's like showing, like saying who you are, really, positively and negatively. Mm-hmm. And if you only choose to listen to the positive one, it's like creating an echo chamber for yourself or creating a group of people that are just yes, man. You and don't want that. No. You should always, like, no matter what. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard. Yeah. You know, it's a lot easier said than done. But I guess it's kind of like, no matter what, it's, see, see it as like seeking advice. Mm-hmm. It's just advice on who you are, how you're being, and what you're doing. Yes. And yeah, in order to grow, you do need to like let go of your ego because it, ego is again is like saying I know more than what this book. Like, my ego might say I know everything that's in this book. Why do I even need to read it? Right. There is. Dang. Four hundred ninety-two pages. I don't know how many words are on each page, but that's a lot of wisdom that I just don't, I don't really know. Yeah. But your ego could be telling you exact, exactly opposite. Exact opposite. I don't need to read that book. I need to read that. Those are two behavioral economists that won the Nobel Peace Prize, and someone's ego is like, I don't need to read that. What are they going to do for me? What are they going to, what? You don't know what's in store for you. you. You really have to open yourself up to it. Yes. And that's letting go of the ego. Because mm-hmm. the ego might just tell you you don't need that. You don't just keep doing what you're doing. What you're doing is great, right? Mm-hmm. When in reality it's hindering you, and then even better, you're hindering yourself because you're listening to your ego. We as humans, we like to we like to be pleased. Be mm-hmm. honest, you mm-hmm. know that. You, we like to be pleased. We like pleasure. We like hearing things that tickle our ears and make our ears feel good. 
You, we all do. And if you sit on here and say, no, I don't. Yes, you do. That's your ego. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's your ego. <laughs> it's a clear-cut fact. Lose it. Your ego is your enemy. Yes. Your ego is the devil. Mm. Even better. I like it's the that. devil speaking. Oh, you're good. You're fine where you're at. Exactly. No, you're not. You may be, but you're not. There's always more to do. And your ego will tell you, like, sometimes your ego will keep you comfortable, right, or safe, by saying, don't try this, you'll fail. People are going to make fun of you. Mm-hmm. And your ego is like, don't do it. So you just, you know, you'll feel that prideful. Or, like, your ego will tell you, don't do it, just make fun of the people who are trying. Mm-hmm. But then, where have you gone? Right. What have you done? I mean, what have you achieved? Exactly. And you shouldn't be afraid to fail. You're going to fail, like, failing or being bad at things. Like like I said earlier where you can't master anything in in a weekend or two weeks, Mm -hmm. that means you're going to fail within those, that weekend and the two weeks and then the year and then all these things. But no matter what, anything you're doing, you're going to be bad at it at first. So why not just get over that hump? Right. But your ego will tell you not to do it because it's like, it's going to embarrass you. You're going to be embarrassed. People are going to care. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Except God. God cares. But and besides that, nobody cares. And even better, nobody cares about you cracking your potential. Only the people closest around you can't crack, care. Even even they sometimes. Because mm-hmm. they're worried about themselves. Mm-hmm. We're all living in a bubble. Our own bubbles. Our own bubbles. Dealing with our own problems. We're our own main characters in our own movies. Exactly. You're the main character of your movie. I'm the main character of my movie. My mom is the main character of her movie. The audience is the main character of their movie. Right. So, like, anyways, too, like, sometimes if I fail, I might fail in my own room. Who's... You're not going to be there. Right. They're not going to be there. Like, it's only sometimes the biggest that fail mm-hmm. that get that, that recognition. Yeah. Like, oh, man, Kanye dropped a terrible song. I mean, he's that big. You see how many wins he's gotten to even get that big? Right. He's so big that people are like, he dropped a terrible song. Do you know how big you have to be to have a plethora of people to say you dropped a terrible song? Exactly. And guess what? Even better, somebody streamed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody I, might think it's a good song anyways. Yeah, somebody actually might go jam out to it. You're, and I'll say also, like, failure is like your best friend, mm-hmm. honestly. Because you know what failure is doing? Helping you realize that you're imperfect. And that's what you need to get out your head, is that you're perfect, because you're not. That's your ego again. Exactly. And Thomas Edison said that. said, I didn't fail 1,000 times. I just learned 999 ways it didn't work. Oh, wow. Dang, that's a fact. Mm. So you should learn how to outfail your competition. Mm, right. Because maybe Thomas Edison's competition failed 960 times. Mm-hmm. Thomas Edison failed 999 times. <laughs> right. But who created the light bulb? Thomas Edison. Well, not Thomas Edison. You know, oh. like the people who worked under him. Oh, and then yeah. he stole it and then patented it and got the credit. And then yeah. we learned about it in the textbooks. But Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth behind it. But, you know, they want to say Thomas Edison. No, no, no. But, yeah. Thank you for the actual fact. You're welcome. But, yeah, man. And each failure is like a, a, another small step. Right. It is. Failure, it, it, oh, failure, dude. Go, go shake failure, go shake failure's hand while you're young, while you're growing right now. 
go yeah. do that. You're you're going to fail. You're going to get rejected. You're gonna you're gonna ultimately suck. Yeah, <laughs> might as well just get over it. Get over it. Kobe Bryant says, "Get over yourself." Yeah, get over yourself. <laughs> stop self negotiating. Stop telling yourself that I should. I, stop telling yourself that you're going to be great the first time around. Because you're not. When I still play basketball, thank the Lord that I do. Soon I'll play for a team. Guess what? I sucked. I probably still do suck in a sense. My handle's not the best. I don't, I don't have the best defense. But you know what? That's perfect because it's a better – that's something for me to work on, something for me to fail at, to get better at. NBA players, they failed, I don't even know, 10,000-plus, 20,000-plus times, many bad games, plenty of terrible games. They failed. But guess what? That was only fuel for them to become better. See, failure illuminates all of the your your, in, your um, mistakes. Yeah, yeah, it illuminates your mistakes. So you don't do it again. If you don't fail, how are you gonna learn from them? Right. Not only that, reflecting on your failures mm-hmm. and what caused you to fail. Right, because you could fail and then say whatever, forget about it, and then do it again. Right, and then do it again, and then again, and again. So if you don't learn or evolve, you'll just keep repeating. Mm-hmm. Right, and it also takes being humble, like it, mm-hmm. being humbled, accepting being humbled, because failure is humbling. It's like, oh, maybe I'm not as bad as I thought I was. Maybe I really wasn't that tough. Maybe I really wasn't that cut out for what I thought I could, you know. And that's not to say that you can't do it, but it's to say, look, I got some areas I need to work on. I have a talking point where in order to maximize your potential, this is a lot of people, and I don't really like that. Like, they, they wait for motivation or inspiration to start. <laughs> Wasn't calling you out, but yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, I see it. Like, don't be like me. Or me before we recorded this episode. Like, ins- inspiration's a moving target. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if you just wait for it, like <sighs> got it. You know, sometimes, sometimes inspiration doesn't even come. You just got to do it. Yes, and then inspiration will come. What? I was just thinking that it's gonna come if you just do it. Yeah, like reading that book yesterday. I was like, dude, the inspiration was in the book. Yeah, it was, and I was like, damn, I gotta read this book. And then I read it, and now I want to read the whole thing. Like now, I want to go back into it and actually actually dive into. Maybe I can gain more knowledge from it, but you just have to do it. Mm-hmm. Like today, I cleaned up the crib. I was like, damn, I got to clean up the crib. Oh, well, let me just start with a small task. One small task, small circle. Next small circle, next small circle. Bring it back to small circles, getting off topic, but <laughs> you just have to do it. Yeah. Motivation, inspiration. Sometimes, literally, sometimes motivation doesn't come until you're on step five. Right. Because step one is so small. Step two is so pointless. Step three is useless. Step four was kind of a burden. And then step five is like, oh, that all made sense. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, now it clicks. It makes sense now. Right, but you're so caught up on, damn, step one, step two, step three, four, five, then six, then seven, then eight, then nine, then ten. Boom, 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 right. Yeah, not waiting for inspiration is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Same way with, like, homework. Some, literally, maybe you won't even get inspired to do your homework, and then the due date passed. Mm-hmm. Now what? You're still waiting for inspiration? Right. Your grade went down. The opportunity passed you by. Yeah. The window's closed. Mm-hmm. 
and you're still waiting for inspiration, still the cave that you are afraid to enter holds the treasure that you seek. That treasure might be the inspiration. Yes, it might be. It's like, we said this in the first episode, validating yourself to start. Mm -hmm. That validation might be your inspiration. It's like you not doing anything and then you're just like waiting for the day you meet LeBron James to tell you that you should practice and try hard, try harder. Yeah. Your inspiration should be that wanting that to be said to you. Yeah. And then whoever knows how far that will take you, maybe it puts you in that situation and then it's said to you. Mm-hmm. But if you do nothing, you're just waiting for inspiration, waiting for motivation, waiting for the, the sign. What, like, what are you doing? Yeah. The sign is that you're awake. Mm-hmm. The sign is that you have another day. Right. The sign is that you have another 24 hours. Praise the Lord. The, 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 the God of everybody in this world gave you 24 more hours extended to your life. That's not, that, that should, you should, that is your inspiration. Go mm-hmm. do it. Go. And I'm going to replay this and listen to it. Go. Just go do it. What are you going to do? Are you going to sit, are you going to sit at the front of the cave, the dark, deep, scary cave that you don't know what's inside of it, holding the treasure of your entire life? Are you going to sit in there, sit there and just look at it like, scared, and then watch somebody else just go straight into it, just run? Just run, ah, like a crazy man, straight into the straight into the cave, and then come back, come back out victorious to go back in. Then, then you're gonna go do it. You're gonna go wait for somebody else to do it. Mm-hmm. Cause then now, watch that person's gonna go in there, run in the cave, cause they were like, I'm just gonna go do it, whatever. Grab the treasure and then achieve all it is they're gonna achieve. Mm-hmm. Have the treasure now, but then, cause you waited too long. You were like, okay, wait, maybe if I just get some inspiration, if I just hype myself up or do something and just. Really, you're procrastinating. Mm-hmm. Time back in the procrastination. procrastination. Dig, dig to procrastination. It's like God holding your blessing in front of you, waiting for you to grab it, and you never grab it, so he just hands it to somebody else. Right. He's just like, oh, here you go. You're waiting for that inspiration. It's like, do it. Right. And waiting for inspiration is letting everyone around you down because they believe in you and you're not doing anything. Right. That's true. You don't want to let everybody around you down. Because at some point, everybody around you won't be around you. And the only person that you've let down is yourself. Because uh-huh. remember, they're the main character of their world. Uh-huh. Another way to maximize your potential is being intentional with what you want out of the thing that you're seeking or before you do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to read a science textbook for fun. <laughs> like that, that, that's my intention. <laughs> that's my intention. I, I mean, it, simple as that. Like you have to have a clear cut intention of what you're seeking or trying to get out of the thing, because then it also filters out all the things that you shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. Because now you have the intention. Oh, I mean, that's not my intention. So why would I do that? Right. This is my intention. This is, this my is the path that I'm, I'm I'm wanting to walk. Yeah. And intention's kind of like the destination. Somewhat of a destination. Mm-hmm. Like, I intend to take I-75 to go to Miami. Mm-hmm. That means I'm not going to go the long way on do some other routes. Right. I intend to, to take that route. So if someone mentions something else, I'm like, no. Someone, someone mentions Tampa, well, my intent is Miami. So I'm not going to say yes to Tampa. But if I have no intention, I'm just, I mean, just going to drive. 
just going to drive. Someone mentions Tampa, I might just say yes. With no intention, you don't know what to say yes to, what to say no to. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, and to maximize your potential, you got to say no to a lot more things than saying yes to. Yes, there's a lot more no's to be said. Mm-hmm. I'm learning that myself. It's like, dang, there's so many opportunities to say yes to, but because I'm saying yes so much, I'm wasting my time. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just being pulled in any direction when mm-hmm. I should be saying no. When you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. And then, yeah, that ties back to the opportunity cost. Mm-hmm. When you say no to something, you're also saying yes to something else. Mm-hmm. So saying yes to going out to the club, you're saying no to getting a night rest. Right. Saying yes to doing an internship in the field that you desire is saying no to being naive and not knowing what you're about to walk, get into. Mm-hmm. So learning when to say Kind of like the bigger you get, the more offers you'll get. Mm-hmm. And that means the more at time, more of your energy will be stretched. So you mm-hmm. gotta say, learn how to say no, so you you know harbor your energy, you harbor your your tools. Yeah. But if you just keep saying yes, you're gonna do this, then that, then this, then that. Then what's your core message? What's your core thing? Mm-hmm. That was, that wasn't a talking point that I had, but that just came to mind because that's, uh, it ties back with sacrifices. Yeah. Like you have to be able to sacrifice FOMO. Sacrifice the. I mean, it's it's good to have fun times. Don't it's gonna be there, dude. So yeah, it's always gonna be there. There's always gonna be another time. But you don't want to be the one that's always there, because then it's just gonna be like, oh, him again, them again. But when you're like, you know, show up once and ever, every once in a while, people are like, man, where are they? I miss them. Right. <laughs> you make yourself a little bit more Hollywood, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're exclusive. Yeah. You said no. <laughs> yes, you are. You're, you're, you're valuing yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm not to say this in an evil way. I don't mean this in, a, in, a, in a, a way of like you're better than anybody, but you need to value your potential, value your future more than valuing the club, the people around you, valuing them more than yourself. You have to value yourself more than them. Cause then they're gonna be like, "Dang, where you at? Mm-hmm. I miss your, I miss your presence. Your work. Why are you so? You're not, you're not to be found. Where are you? What are you working on? It builds more suspense around you. It's definitely thinking long term mm-hmm. about anything, everything. Like the Native Americans used to think, I think five generations ahead of how their decision would impact the next five generations. Some of us don't even think past like tomorrow. Like, we're so stuck in just thinking of today. Right. And you can't maximize your potential if you're just... Like, yes, it's important to think about today because today is the only day that exists. Now is the only moment. But you have to understand how your decisions will impact tomorrow and the next day and the days ahead of time, the Mm -hmm. year ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Because if not, from a year's time, you'd be looking back like, I wish I took it. I wish Wish I would have... You'd basically be like, I wish I started. Why not just start? Yeah. And it's, it's actually... It's actually just as easy as saying it. I promise you it is. It's just a lot harder before you start. Right. The hardest part is like the build-up, like thinking about this, this, and this, and that, all the tasks you have to do, think about everything. It's all of the stuff that you're thinking about. And then like once you start, you're like, oh. But I will say, one thing I will say, because I'm working on my AA right now, it's going to get discouraging. Your associates. AA also sounds like Alcoholics Anonymous. Oh, holy. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not an alcoholic. Praise the Lord. I'm not an alcoholic, and I don't encourage drinking. But my associate's degree, I'm discouraged because I'll have to probably take five classes every semester almost, and summer classes to, to further that. 
but I mean, it's what I want, mm-hmm. and it, it it has to be done. Unless I don't want it, I mean, who's gonna care if I don't get it? Nobody. But I have to do it. Sacrifice will have to be made. Mm-hmm. You're sacrificing your time to get these things done. Yes. Because then in the future, guess what? In five years, who knows? That AA, then I get that AA, and then I transfer to a university. And then that university, I go to get my bachelor's. And if I want to achieve my master's, I can achieve my master's. And then I achieve the master's and get a career. There's so much more to be done. So also, you're building habits. You're building key habits that'll benefit you in any any endeavor of your life, any aspect of your life. Like you really have to understand like how much these decisions are important, how much these sacrifices are important for the now. There's so much that you're doing that you don't even understand that you're doing by sacrificing and maximizing your potential now. I'm telling you, you'll be unstoppable. Either way, you're sacrificing something. Yeah. In any no matter sense. way. So, like, choose what you want, long-term or short-term. Right. Short-term, yeah, you get maybe further along during the week. You have a good memory in a week. But long-term, what will you have? Mm-hmm. What will your kids have? What will your grandkids have? Right. Same thing that you had mm-hmm. or better than what you had. Right. And you can't get better unless you do better. Right. Think about your parents. Think about what they had to sacrifice. Having you. Mm-hmm. Your mom definitely went through postpartum depression. I'm sorry. But yeah. she does not have the life she had before she had you. Yes. The most parents say it's for the better. I hope all parents say that. <laughs> Hopefully mine says that because I've been putting her through some hell. But, hey. But your, their lives have been completely changed, and that's a sacrifice that they made for you. So what are you going to do with that? Are mm-hmm. you going to maximize your potential? Are you going to fall in like the rest of the sheep? You're going to be a sheep, white sheep, you know, follow the herd, be mm-hmm. managed, be micromanaged. You're going to manage yourself as much as you can because, remember, God manages all of us. Don't forget that. But, yeah. Another way to maximize your potential is by having calendars and a schedule. Need that. I definitely need that. Thank you. Because... If you don't schedule your time, again, someone else will schedule your time. Simple as that. Like, I have three calendars. I have my, mm-hmm. I have my, I have four calendars, basically. My Apple calendar, my Google calendar, my calendar in my room, and then my reminders. So, because there's times I don't even look at my calendar. Mm. My reminders, literally, literally I have an, a reminder every hour to drink some water. I, I won't forget to drink water. But if I'm so busy doing something, my reminder will pop up. I'm like, oh, yeah, let me just take a sip. Let me just keep myself hydrated so I don't have to get so dehydrated that I have to chug like three bottles of water or I start cramping up or I start getting tense. Mm-hmm. I have reminders to pray. I have reminders to read over material. I have reminders to stretch. I have reminders to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sometimes I don't need all these reminders. But if I'm busy doing something else, that reminder saying go to the gym 30 minutes before I need to go to the gym puts in my mind, oh yeah, I have something else to do. Mm-hmm. So it sets outside the thing. Maybe the thing that I'm doing is not really a priority. Yeah. So it makes me, okay, let me go do something else. Let me go do the thing that I actually put on my schedule to do, which is obviously more important because I put it on my schedule. Yeah. And, again, that's, it's kind of like tracking. 
like I said, like you can't measure your progress unless you track it. You can't measure your time unless you track it. And the calendar is literally the most, how are you going to know what, when St. Patrick's Day is if you don't use your calendar? When's St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, I don't know. You look at your calendar, it's that easy. Yeah. Like, your calendar takes away from all the, the mental burden it is to remember what to do. Mm, dang, dude. You're, yes, thank you. I needed that. Same way with, like, my journal. Like, this is my, like, my sixth or seventh journal. All my, I, like, I, I literally call them a billion-dollar journals mm. because I don't have to remember all these things. If someone gave me, if you give me your phone number right now and you ask me tomorrow to spit it back to you, I will remember. You tell me t- to write it down. I don't have to remember. I could do all these other things. You say, what's my phone number? Flip, flip. Here it is. 312. I don't know. That's probably wrong. But again, it's like, there it is because I wrote it down. Mm. Same way with the calendar. I don't have to like remember it. All I have to do is just look. Okay, this is what I have for today. This is, this is what I have to do. This is what I want to do. And this is what I need to do. But if I have that all in my head, plus all the other thoughts that come along in my head, plus the, the re, like, you know, external stimuli, it's going to be so hard to remember what I have to do. And how am I going to maximize my potential if I can't remember what I have to do because all of these things are coming in? Mm. These, this calendar disrupts that. This reminder disrupts that. The screen time disrupts that. Having a calendar, having a schedule... Not only that, having priorities, whoa, you will, and again, if you don't set your priorities, other people set it for you. Simple as that. Like, I, I, we could say it for anything. You don't manage your finances, someone else will manage it for you. Yes. It's the most important. Like, again, how are you going to track your finances if you don't look at them? How do you know what you spend if you don't look at your bank statement? Mm-hmm. You don't know, like... You could, like, a financial advisor will most likely know what you prioritize by looking at your bank statement and what you buy because they'll see that's what you spend the bulk of your money on. But if you don't look at it, how are you going to know? Right. So, again, like, this goes back to, to keeping track of things. Keep track of your, how you spend your time, how you spend your money, mm-hmm. how you spend your energy. What are the other things that you could spend? How you invest in your time, how you invest in your energy, how you, like... Again, a book, right? I'm not going to know what page I'm on if I just randomly close it. But you see this? You know, bookmark? A bookmark, or I fold the page. Right. That's keeping track of it. Keep track of your progress. These parts that are highlighted, I don't have to remember it. I can Mm -hmm. just flip open to it. Oh, here it is. Keeping track of these things is literally the most important part. Like, honestly, I think is the most important thing that you could do. Like mm-hmm. I said, you, like, you could work on your skills, work on your knowledge, learn to network. But learning how to keep track of all these things. Because same way with networking. If you meet 100 people, but you just keep them, their names all in your head, you're, you're going to forget in two days. You're not you might forget in like 30 minutes because people are so bad at remembering names. Very. You write it down. Yeah. <laughs> you write it down. Boom. You don't have to remember it. Right. Think about our contacts. Like, people don't remember phone numbers anymore, right? No. I remember my parents' phone numbers because it was instilled in me. But I don't have to remember it anymore. I can just go on my phone, open one app, go to recents, call. It's literally the same thing. It's keeping track of the phones for you so you don't have to. But, again, that's, that's it. 
it's keeping track of things because you don't have to. You don't want to. Mm-hmm. If you want to maximize your, prior, your, your potential, you have to keep track of certain things. And that calendar is definitely going to help. Right. The reminder is definitely going to help. An alarm. You set a goal to wake up at 6 a.m. You're not going to wake up at 6 a.m. without an alarm. That's true. Unless your body clock is just built for that. Unless your body clock is built for that, but that doesn't happen in, in, in one day. In one day. It happens over and over again because you're building it. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, your body clock and your alarm is going to be set to that. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to start waking up at that time. Mm-hmm. You don't even need the alarm. You're just going to like, oh, I know what time to go to bed. I know what time to do this. I'm going to wake up. That's knowing what works for you. Right. No, yes. See how everything is everything. Everything is everything. Like, Mm, I, I really wish people would track their time there. there. It's like, how do you know what you think all day if you don't write it down? Like, we, you, as human beings, everyone thinks about 60,000 thoughts a day. Right. That's a lot of thoughts. I can't even count to 60,000. I could, but I wouldn't. Because that's so much. And now that's what's going on in your thought process. Plus, you have to remember something. Plus, you have priorities. Plus, you have to do certain things. Plus, you're learning other things. Plus, mm-hmm. things are happening in front of you. Right. Like, you're not going to, these, the audience right now, you're not going to, you're not going to remember everything that we said. You're not. Unless you take notes. That's really it. Yeah. Unless you take notes. Just like in the class, professor speaking, you're not going to remember every single detail. Mm-mm. So you take notes. Mm-hmm. You go back and you review the slides. Right. Review what you, what's been given. Use your resources, bro. Mm-hmm. We're living in this generation where everything is at your fingertips, literally. YouTube University, books, a phone. Without your phone, you only know what's in your head. With your phone, you know the entire universe. Literally. Do you know how crazy that is? You know the entire universe. You have to know what you're looking for. Yes. You have to have a North Star. Be Mm -hmm. intentional. Yes. Be intentional. It goes to what you were saying earlier, like being selfish. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a book about that, too. I'm reading it right now. It's called The Selfish Gene. Humans are inherently selfish. You know, I, I, not saying I don't care about other people, but I care about myself a lot more than I care about other people. You care about yourself more than you care about other people. You care about how people view you than you view other people. You care about how other people feel about you or feel around you than other people would. Right. We're selfish human beings, but it's being more selfish about your priorities, about your time. Like, Michael Jordan was definitely selfish. Oh, what? Look how great he is. Everyone wanted to be like Mike. Brady's definitely selfish. Steve Jobs, the presidents. Like, most of the most successful people in the world were definitely selfish with their time, their resources. And it's not saying don't give. It's, It's super important to give. But knowing that you have a goal, and you should aim single mindedly towards that goal. Mm-hmm. Nothing could deter you from achieving that goal. That's being selfish. Selfish with your time is saying, no, I'm not going to do that because I have to go do this because that's my goal, not your goal. You're right. You have to be selfish because you're, you're in charge of your destiny. Mm-hmm. I, I, I tend to not think that. I try to not think that because I think that God has all the, all the control, which he does. But at the same time, no, you, he gave you some control, too, and you're in charge of it. So are you going to be selfish with it? Or are you going to let everybody around you say, you know what, come here, come there, come here, come there. Let's go this, let's do that. It's good to hang out and go do whatever. But, in, but 
you allocating your time to everybody, it's not being selfish. You need to be you need, you have to be selfish in the good way. Be selfish right now and 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 so that you can be a blessing when the time comes. Mm-hmm. You can't bless anybody if you didn't work on yourself. That's true. God cannot use you to bless others if you did not take the time to work on yourself and let God refine you and work on you and sharpen you in your in your quiet time. How do you talk to God in, in the clearest form or fashion? You pray. How can you pray the, and, and hear God clearly? Being alone, being selfish with your time, saying, mm-hmm. you know what, I can't, I can't do this right now. I can't hear my relationship. I can't strengthen my relationship with God when I'm with you guys. Right. That's selfish. That's selfish, and that's going to hurt you probably and the people around you, but you have to. Long term? Short term. Sacrifice the short-term gratification for the long-term success. Absolutely. I mentioned this in the podcast with CK about CK and Harriel, mm-hmm. I think two weeks ago. And I said that my dad would show me the videos of, like, the Dominicans. Like, you know, while I'm in school, they're at practice. Yeah. And that would make me work harder because it shows that only 10% of the people that are trying will make it. Mm-hmm. In order to maximize your potential, you should literally sit on that. Yeah. Only 10% of the people that are pursuing the position that you're chasing will make it. 10%. A lot of the people will drop out. A lot of the people will fail. A lot of the people, not to get grim, might. It's kind of like, okay, I said not to get grim, but this will get grim. We are here, me and you, Tyler, as two black men, are here because the slaves that escaped, the slaves that fought for their freedom, are the ones that did not quit and the ones that did not die. And that's a few percent of them. Right. That was maybe 15 to 20% of them. There was a lot of slaves that stayed in where they were at or that were forced to stay where they're at because they were they were injured, they were handicapped, or couldn't leave people behind. And there was a lot that was afraid. Mm. Only 10% of them were able to fight for their freedom. That's not the real number. I'm just saying it's a very limited amount of people that will achieve their destiny. Let's say that. Mm. And knowing that should drive you because you have to be part of that 10% in order to achieve your destiny. If not, you'll be helping someone else fulfill theirs. Right. <laughs> Dang. Super grim. But it's, it's, a, it's the truth. It is. A lot of the people... This also... Too, too, again, it gets... I'm, I'm a, I'm, I think about these things when I drive past cemeteries. Two ways where the people there thought they had time. They all thought they, at one point in life, thought they had time to achieve their goals, say what they wanted to say, do what they wanted to do. And somehow, some way, the same thing that's going to get all of us got them. And it's one of the richest places in the world because that's where all the ideas that were never came to fruition finished. Mm-hmm. In order to make that, in order to make your, your reality something, you have to understand that there is an invisible clock that's right behind you at all the time. And, again, it's kind of like tracking, but 
tracking your time, like I said earlier. Oh, it is tracking because I said tracking. But you know, um, what are those things? Hourglass? Is that what they called? With like the sand popping? Yeah, with the sand. I was actually thinking of that. That's that's literally the only way we could see the time that goes by. Right. If, other than that, we we kind of just think like we have tomorrow. Right. I could, God forbid, I could not. And rest in peace to those who have not, who are no longer here with us. God rest your souls. I hope to see you all in the kingdom of heaven one day. But um, yeah, there's an an hourglass. What I like to think is there's a hidden hourglass somewhere in my body that's flipped, and mm-hmm. now it's running out slowly. The second you came out is the second it started. Right, the second it's and you don't know when it's gonna finish. But because of, it's kind of like because we don't know, we kind of assume it's going to be forever. Right. Like everyone else is going to pass away except for me. Or you're not immune to it, though. That's what, another thing I just think is like, sorry to cut you off. Like I used to think my family was invincible because I was like, what? Like we're all here. I'm here. We have life. Mm-hmm. We're good. Not knowing. God rest my family members that passed away. Time is limited and it's quick. So quick, mm-hmm. in a blink of an eye. What do, what is the saying that we say? Like what you say is the the, the, the days, days are long, long, the time the years are short. Mm-hmm. Facts. The years are super short. I mean, it's already October. <laughs> we were just in summer. I, it feels like twenty twenty three just started. It'll be done in like what two months, three months. Yeah, two months. That's insane to me. So, time is very short, and one way to maximize your potential is to remember those two things. Only 10% make it, and your time is finite. Very, very limited. Whatever you're chasing, whatever you're pursuing, you should go for it now. Now's the time. You should get ready for it now. You should start training for it now, start learning about it now. Like, don't push things off till tomorrow or for two weeks or two years because by that time you actually don't know what's going to be happening in those two weeks, two years. Because you didn't start and you waited for those two weeks, a lot more things may come onto your plate that now you're not able to start. Right. But if you did start, people would notice that you're pursuing something and instead of putting it on your plate, they would eat it. Right. Because like, they're like, oh man, they're doing something. I'll just, I'll just do it myself. Yeah. Like my mom texted me and I told her we were recording. She said, oh, okay, I, I, won't, I won't call. But if I, we weren't recording, she'd call. Yeah. Because she knows that we started something. She's going to respect that, and she's going to take her step back. Now, not everyone might respect that. Some people might say, like, what are you doing, bro? Like, it's that, it's dumb, this, this, it's that. Mm-hmm. But who cares? Fuck them. <laughs> Flip them. Oh, yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So do you want to recap on some ways to maximize your potential? Because not everyone might be taking notes. And during this recap, we suggest that you take notes. Take some notes. Like write down these key points, analyze them, review over them, and see how you could implement them in your everyday life. Because there's a lot of productivity tasks that are out there, a lot of ways to quote unquote get better, but there's lots there's not that many ways to maximize your potential. Mm-hmm. because that's different for everybody. And we're going to go over them all right now. Write them down. 
type them down, put them on a sticky note so you remember them. Read them every day. Do what you got to do. Some. Do some. Do something. Got to. Oh. I have ground yourself in reality. Mm -hmm. Learn how to prioritize, have a schedule, and follow it. Mm -hmm. Do the work that's necessary for mastering because you won't master it in a weekend. Mm -hmm. Only 10% of the people trying will make it. Mm -hmm. We all share 24 hours. We spend eight hours of sleep, eight hours of work or school. What you do with the other eight hours can set you up. Learn how to do the 1% changes. Mm -hmm. Take your small steps. Mm -hmm. Another key point I have that we did not talk about is finding and utilizing your advantage. Mm -hmm. I have that down, actually. What? Copycat. No. (laughs) (laughs) Hater. Another talking point I have is knowing what works for you. Some pit bulls will need different training and tools than other pit bulls. Mm -hmm. I have... Study what you want because you're not Einstein. Mm -hmm. Another talking point that I have that we did not talk about is don't just study the greats, but study who the greats studied. Mm. A talking point that we have that everyone should do is knowing when to let go and when to sacrifice certain things and the opportunity cost of all things. Mm -hmm. Being proactive rather than reactive of time, money, resources, and people. Mm-hmm. And the last two is don't wait for inspiration or motivation because that's a moving target and maybe it's moving after you after you start. And the last Thanks. but not least is have a clear goal. Have a North Star for you to follow and track your progress. Track it. I don't have too many main. The one thing I just want to say because he, he he crossed over all of it, so the the blessing in this is you have the you have high speed scrubbing, so you can literally go up and down to whatever point in this podcast you want to go to. You can go to any point. Go back and write down some notes if you want to. I can I encourage you to do so. The last thing I have to say is hard work plus dedication will equal God's invocation, meaning God will involve Himself in. Every endeavor, he, he's he's there. But you will see his hand move a lot more. And I mean, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Just you'll see it move. You'll see God's hand move so much more when you work hard and you dedicate yourself to whatever it is that you need, that you want. And that also is maximizing your potential. So if you want to see God's hand move, you got to move. Tell him. Amen. Always remember, there is no such thing as failure. Just learned another way not to do it. Facts. Anyone who's listening, we ask that you, you share on YouTube. Leave a comment, like, subscribe. And the bigger we get, the better our pod. We promise the better our podcast will be. The better the guests that come on the better the talking points. But in order for us to fulfill that promise, you guys have to share. You guys have to like, and you guys have to utilize what we say as we utilize it too. Right. We pray that you guys have a great day or night whenever you're listening to this. Peace.
Peace. God bless you.